How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Hey, people, this is DJ. And this is Ish. And, and this, this is Season 4 of Better Let Me Tell You. There's a new criminal in town, and his name is Jamie Spears. Oh no! Ah, Jamie Spears, they're going to meter leña. Leña, no, y cuidado. So, well, everybody, welcome to episode. <laughs> we're in the one seventies, right? One seventy six. I feel that this happened with another. I feel like with the one twenties. There was, I, I there, there was, was a stretch. Yes. Yeah, there was another stretch where we were like, "Is it ever going to end?" Yeah. Um. So we're here with the 170s. Here with Welcome, the everybody. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Ya en we're in October, baby. Okay, wait, wait, how? Like, Well, the way that months work. <laughs> Passage of time. No, yeah, it's Christmas. It's Christmas. <laughs> yeah, the dollar store already has Christmas stuff. Are you serious? Yes, because I went the other day because I had to go buy something. And it's <laughs> they already have, like, they have their Halloween stuff. And they've already started to bring out the Christmas stuff. No, you have to go now. Porque ahora es cuando está bueno. Las cosas lindas. Yeah. As my mom would say. She's not wrong. No, ahora es cuando están las cosas lindas y fina. And I'm She's like, not wrong. I don't know about fina. La fina, but like the cute stuff. The cute stuff is now. Define cute at the dollar store for Christmas. Something that looks like it could be $5. So it could be from five and below. Right. I love, okay, so, and again, welcome everybody to episode yep. one. 176. I love how. They opened up a five and below by my house, and I had never been to five and below. And I just love the, the like, how much 
fancier it is, you know, yeah, that it's the five dollar store. Yes. But they have like electronics. Yes, listen, there's a lot of stuff there as well. Oh yeah, I bought the LED strips for the back of my flat screen TV. That's why my flat screen TV is all lit up and yeah. you know LEDs at the five dollar store. Absolutely, and it has a remote control. You can't get. I mean, look, I, I get it. It's probably you know fat, the tech equivalent of fast fashion or whatever. But who cares? You mean Fashion Nova? Or H&M actually is considered fast fashion too. What do you mean? It's clothes that's meant to be thrown away. So basically it's it, we, we, we should not be buying fast fashion because what it's doing is contributing to, you know. The, oh, that whole Will Smith. Right. Com- right. Um, right. Jaden Smith Jaden commercial. Smith. It's funny because I was like, yes. Yes. <laughs> exactly. The Jaden yes. Right. When you buy better, you do better. Exactly. When you do better, the plan. Right. Right. Wait, really? But does H&M agree with this label? Well, I don't think you have... I mean, McDonald's doesn't agree with being called unhealthy, but here we are. You know? like <laughs> You don't have Do to you agree think with it. That a, but, you know why? Okay. What a... Years ago... See, I don't understand that because... Maybe, maybe 10 years ago. Well, I was going to tell you, maybe 10 years ago. Actually, it was 10 years ago. No, it was more than 10 years ago because it's when I went to New York with a friend of mine to go see the Yankees play at Yankee, the old Yankee Stadium. So it was 2008. So it's 13 years ago. I went to the H&M by, is it Herald Square? Yep. There's, um, well, there's one there, yeah. And was it the one there? The one there? In New York. And um, I bought a pair of, I bought 20 pairs of like dress socks. Okay. Like like to wear yeah, for yeah, work. Yeah, yeah. And I still use them. That's what I'm saying. I get what people mean when they say that about certain brands, like even in H&M. Like, I get it conceptually. But personally, I still have things that I've had but forever. But I think it depends on what it is. Because, like, things like jeans or, like, a coat or a jacket, those are right. items that you wear for years. But not even. Depende la persona. Because you know as well as I do that there are people out there who can buy something for $1,000. And within a week and a half, ya lo han acabado. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's it's the person at the end of the day, I believe. But again, I understand where they're coming from conceptually. I, I, I agree with the, with I didn't the, with the was, sentiment. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. But then again, I didn't know what the... You didn't know what the La Brea Tar Pits were either. La Brea Tar Pits. So, so list, uh, listeners, okay, maybe I'm not alone on this. I think that if you've been <laughs> listening to us for 176 you or know, more, because we've you had You know that episodes. I kind of strive, I don't want to say to be a know-it-all. But you like to be educated. I like to Let's be educated. That. I that's I don't like to call myself in- intellectual because that sounds very No, but you like bougie. to but, but you like to know things. I like to know things. Right. You don't uh, like to be caught off guard with conversations. Right. And but every now and then like <laughs> I'll come across something or hear spots. something and I don't know what it is. And I was talking to Ish earlier now about the show that premiered on NBC this week. Mm-hmm. Called I I and I even told him I'm like is it L.A. Brie or like like no, La, La Brea? Brea and he's like uh, hello what did you say yeah, I'm like, no because you're like oh yeah that show La Brea and I'm like you mean La Brea and he's like what okay yeah that and I'm like like the La Brea tar pits and he looked at me so blankly that I felt like I had just won Jeopardy okay <laughs> listeners because it's not often do that you, I get to know something you don't do you know what the La Brea tar pits are I had never heard of them mind you I've been to LA like a bunch of times yes. we were in LA you know with the podcast two years ago yeah. like that was two years ago it was it was two years ago because it was, it was for my birthday. It was for your birthday. It was, it was, we're rounding on two years almost to right. the day. So, 
I, I I had never heard of these tar pits. Well, there you not go. that I hear about many tar pits. Yeah, that, not a not a topical conversation. Chava bolde. That's such a great word. Chava bolde. Chava bolde and hipoteca. Hipoteca and chava bolde. Tú te pones chava bolde al techo de tu casa que pagas una hipoteca. Okay, can that be a shirt? Ay, that's one of the worst jobs. Putting chava bolde. Oh my god. When when the way that it's like five thousand degrees outside and it's even hotter. You know, melted tar like. Oh, I, I just like you're just talking about him in medio calor. Yeah, and the smell. I, always, the smell. I I smelled it immediately yes. as you were talking. And about I it. always think like you know when when you're behind a roofer and they have like the little trot the little um, dolly in the back or yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever with a chababot and I'm like oh no. See, it's just that print and it hits my car. Things are not going to end well. <laughs> I'm going to have to get out of the car and my feet are going to be stuck to the like whatever. I just. Um, La Brea tar pits. Like, La who Brea knew? Pits, yeah. Who knew? Well, I did. Have you been to these tar pits? I've driven by it. Okay, why didn't we go to these tar Next time we go to LA, we're going <laughs> to the We're going to go to the tar pits. We're going to the tar pits, yes. And, and no, and not only that, I had never, like, when you said that to me, it was like, I. No, what? you just, the look on your face was like, it wasn't even that look that sometimes you get of like, I see Chico, yeah, that thing, you know, like you had forgotten or whatever. Yeah. It was like, no, 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 I, I had, had just never heard of this dropped ever. completely new knowledge on you. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Um, La Brea Tar Pits, you learn something new every day. Knowledge is power, the more you learn. <laughs> Katy Perry, Super Bowl. <laughs> Whoever caught that frame of reference, so, oh. so yeah, oh well. I know we've spoken about Britney Spears several times on the podcast, but um, just a little quick update. Um, I think, I mean, it was this the week. I was singing "Criminal." Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when the uh, show Kinda started, at the top of the show. Um, so her father finally got released from the conservatorship yes. this week. As you she guys, she still has know, a conservatorship. As you guys Jamie. know, um, there's been a back and forth with her conservatorship for. Uh, 12, 13 years now, and she has been literally, um, according to her, um, she has no rights, uh, including reproductive rights. Like, she can't, yeah, um, really. according to her, even have a ch- child or, or get married yeah. or, or whatever. When Britney Spears is looking at Texas going, lucky, you're no, that you're so lucky. Yeah. <laughs> now, okay, so Jamie Spears, finally, her dad got removed of this conservatorship, from the conservatorship. Now, now that you know everything about that you know about her, doesn't that song like sound differently now? Lucky? Yeah. Well, yeah, but that song was written, I mean, that, that song's like 20 years old. Yeah, I know. But when I, that song came out, that wasn't one of my favorite songs of hers. I actually thought it was kind of dumb. But now it has a different meaning. Yeah, but now it's like, oh, like you could totally... How about I'm not a girl, not yet a woman? Well, when I think of that song... You think of uh, your dog? Well, no, I think of... <laughs> <laughs> that I used to sing it to my dog yes. when she was a puppy. Yes. To Zambolina. I used to go, you're not a girl, not yet a woman. <laughs> you're only a puppy. Um, no, I think of the Grand... No, not the Grand Canyon. The, well, is, I, is, yeah, the Grand Canyon. I mean... it's um, But no, it's is it Scion National Park? I don't know exactly, but yes. I, yeah, the, right. the, the Grand Canyon of it all. Right. So whenever yes. I see it on TV, I'm like, oh, that's where they... Uh, that's where, where she... They filmed. She started uh, having thoughts about womanhood when they filmed uh, the video to. I'm not can, a girl, not yet a can woman. we talk a minute though about how Britney, you know, is getting closer to her freedom, yeah. right? And celebrated in a way that only Britney could. Homegirl flew a plane. 
Well, yeah. As one does. As one does. It's like, oh, okay, your father's no longer in the conservatorship. All right, y'all. I'm flying up late. I'm going to go take pictures. Oh, because she posted pictures naked now, too, where she put flowers over her right. her bits. And she flew a plane. And you know what? I can't think of a better way to celebrate your independence yeah. than being, you know, flying in the air. Than flight and lack of clothing. Wait, hold on. I'm trying to think of something. Thank you for climbing Brittany Air. <laughs> <laughs> the exits are in the, the, exits are are in the front, front and the and rear. The back. Of the craft. Of the craft. <laughs> right. The There's like two of you that got that reference. Um, imagine a Britney Spears airline. <laughs> well, we already know what the flight attendants would wear. There'll be snakes on the plane. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, that's good. That's right. That's right from the... I feel like it would be like a Virgin Airlines flight. Yeah. 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 Britney Air. Britney Air. Um, but, you know, good for her. Good luck. I mean... Yep. What they've done to that girl is just... It's funny because I feel that most people... And, you know, it'll be interesting to hear what our listeners have to say. I think most people knew what was going on. And it was kind but of in the background. To what extent. But nobody knew details. Right. But now that, you know, these documentaries have come out and, like... Details. Like, documents, actual details. Documents, documents. yeah. Have receipts, come out. as the kids the say. The receipts. It's like, shit, what they did to her... What yeah. they've done to her is, is illegal. Like... Legally and morally and ethically. More than legal, I think morally. Because yeah. because as we know, there's lots of shades of gray when it comes to legal. You yeah. know, there, there's always that That's one... way of putting it. Well, it's the truth, right? I mean, you would know better than I, but I, I think it's more about the moral, you know, the, the, the moral ground of, of what they did to this poor girl. And, you know, we're going to go ahead and just repeat it. Um, Brittany, if you, your people, or anyone who knows you or your people are listening, we think we should be the first stop on the interview tour. Yes, because we keep saying, we keep saying that... When all this is done, it, it won't be for a while. But when all of this is done and behind her, mm-hmm. like who is she going to give the sit down interview to? Yeah, right. She's not going to do it until the conservatorship is officially over. And, and you yeah. know, she's kind of regained composure back, right, 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 and, right. and gotten her life together. And you know, she's looking good. Like who is she going to give that first interview to? We right. obviously think it's going to be Oprah. But what we're trying to do is, you know. We're trying to get out there and say and campaign that it should be us. So should we start a hashtag like Pedro Britney? Pedro Britney interview. Or, or, or Pedro Let Me Tell Britney. Pedro Let Me Tell Britney. I like that. Okay. Will she come here to our studio? I feel that if... Let me tell you something. If Britney Spears... Pero let me tell you. Let me tell you that if Britney Spears agrees to an interview with us, I will fly to the moon. I don't care where she wants to have the interview. If she wants to have it on the bottom of the ocean floor, we will figure it out. We'll figure it out. <laughs> that is the one interview that, you know what? We will go to her. I think it, I think it's fair to say. That would be an understatement. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, anyway. Bueno. Viste who had a really bad week? Uh, R. Kelly? Yep. <laughs> I didn't know that's what we were going with, but yeah. R. Kelly had a really bad week. And he was found guilty of of sex trafficking, right? Yes. And racketeering. That's the one that threw me off. Because the sex trafficking, I know that ultimately what it comes down to is, as you know, you know, he was charged with all the um, you know, sexual with activities with minors and things like that. So anytime you transport a minor across state lines for the purposes of sexual activity, it's considered trafficking. So that one I get. Like, I understand where that's Tell that coming to, from. Um, Matt Gates. Well, <laughs> I think he's beyond being spoken to. But what I don't understand is the racketeering. Because racketeering is usually what they would get, like, mobsters with, right? Like, you know, like, 
doing like the numbers games and and all that stuff, right? Like being a bookie, no? Um, yeah, no, because racketeering is like illegalish, not illegalish, not legal <laughs> business practices or business dealings. Um, like so could a, it be like the payouts, that like he was a pay doing? for play, like all that, all okay. that is racketeering. Oh, okay, okay. So okay. I was thinking of it as like specifically the mafia. to the char- well. I mean, you're not too off, right? Because I mean, the mafia, a lot of these like. Um, bosses and all that from that time were involved in smuggling. True, yeah. So there was yeah, yeah. a business there. Um, regarding the R. Kelly case, I'm not sure exactly as to the count of racketeering, what exactly factually he did. Could it have been like a payout, like to keep somebody Pro- quiet? Probably, probably. Um, that I don't know. What I just thought was really interesting which again we've been saying this over and over and over (laughs) again in 176 plus how i saw people online this week saying like oh my gosh it was so terrible to know and find out like what he did to Aaliyah, and i'm like but 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 we knew this wasn't a secret at all yeah they didn't even try you know what at least Jamie Spears tried to keep it a secret what was going on in the conservatorship. They did not with R. Kelly this and Aaliyah. This was in no way, shape, or form. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, at all. At all. Like, at all. the reason why Aaliyah named her first album Aging Nothing But a number. number was for that reason. Yeah. Like, it's not even a read between the lines situation. Yes. It's read the lines. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, you know, I'm I'm happy that he is getting his just desserts. Yeah, and he's I'm gotta have, happy he's that, to answer. Um, mm-hmm. Justice was served, right? And they haven't uh, done. I was uh, the day of this. Well, his, no, his sentencing isn't going to happen until next year, right? They haven't done the sentencing. He could face life in prison. Really? Um, yeah, he can. Over oh, trafficking. Yeah. So that's between him, the legal system, and his maker. Um, how much he should get? But again, again, and we sound like broken records. What upsets me about the R. Kelly situation is the selective outrage. Right. This man right. has always shown you who he was. And nobody cares. Always, always. If 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 anything, he's always been honest. <laughs> Listen, who he was. he's been consistent. It's like me and Chick-fil-A. I'm like, you know what? I can't get mad at Chick-fil-A for being like, yeah, no, we support, you know, anti-gay causes. They didn't try to hide it. Right. We're closed on Sunday. I respect them for just yeah. being upfront about it. So um, I like that that's what you went with. Um, he's always shown you who he was. But as I always say, you know, in 2001, when the allegations came out, out him right. out against him for uh, child pornography, mm-hmm. that those videos came out where he was urinating on underage girls and he went to trial for this, people didn't care because they were stepping to the name of love. And they were believing they could fly. Yeah. So, you know, I... I but oh yeah, there's no more ignition. I think I think this is, you know, and and also the things that he here here's another thing because the argument or the counter argument to what we're saying is like oh but we've evolved and you know the Me Too movement and all that yeah that's fine. all fine and dandy fine but marrying when you're 28 29 years old a 15 a, year old a 13 or 14 year old because right. that's how old Aaliyah's Aaliyah's birth certificate was fudged was that's fudged. right that's yes. right has always been wrong. Right. Yeah, like she she could have been nine. We when don't know. you're a man in your forties, you know, peeing on a, an underage girl and doing a sex tape, that's always been wrong. Yeah. So these aren't things that like we've evolved from. It's not these... like a date rape situation, which has always been wrong, but has but I think has become more defined as we've gone on. This 
has always, these have been allegations that have always been awful, awful. Statutory rape has always been on the books. Yes. Bottom line. Yes. Child pornography has always always on the books. Yes. So now it's like, oh, but now you're, you know, or in the last few years since it took a documentary for people to be outraged about this. Like, really? Yeah. I I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it's like an age thing because uh, maybe because Aaliyah is like, would have been a contemporary of ours. Of yeah. ours. Aaliyah yeah. was our age, and we knew Aaliyah when she was, you know, 14, 15 years yeah, old our when age, she first yeah. came out. That, I don't know, maybe our generation really, I, I don't know, we really saw it. But, but again, it wasn't even a generational thing. It was a very open and public thing. And we're not talking about, like, this was in the 50s. This was right. in the 90s. Right. Right. Whatever, you know. It is what it is. And by the way, another thing. This, this is a... This is a, <laughs> is this a coda? A, uh, no, a conversation for another day. I could separate the... the artist from the music. Asshole from the art. The artist from the person, right? Yeah, right. because he does some really good art. Well, music. but I think there's some, that's, that's, a, that's an argument I, that you, you can have. And I think, you know, especially... Unless every one of his songs is about, like, you know, fucking a 14-year-old. You know what I mean? I think you can separate the artist from... Bump and Grind is such a good song. (laughs) Like, okay. In his defense, he says you don't see nothing wrong with a little bump and grind, but he doesn't specify the age. I don't see nothing wrong with... uh, A little bump and grind. With a little consensual adult. A little consensual adult agreeing, yes. Bump and grind, yes, yes. (laughs) That's the new remix. (laughs) <laughs> that we're going to put out. That's the updated version. That's the 2021 version. Yeah, you know, I've never cared for I Believe I Could Fly. Well, you know how I feel about inspirational songs. No, especially from him. <laughs> like, Get out of the cornfield already. <laughs> Just fly away already. <laughs> like, why, why are you in the cornfield? <laughs> so anyway, moving right along. Uh, so speaking of, of kids and, uh, you know, and, and, and things like that. Bon boy. <laughs> Take a ride. Kids. I've now seen that performed by both of the artists, but not together. Do you, do you, do you remember the end? I'm in the a hurry, Sean Connery, born 74. 74. There's only one of me single-handedly raising the economy. Ain't no chance of the record company dropping me. Friends be asking, do I care for sodomy? I, I don't, don't know. know. Yeah. yeah. Probably. Maybe. Okay, let's. we're boring our listeners. Our listeners are never bored by us. But um, no, I, I saw... So I heard about this trend. Actually, Jose is the one who brought it up to me. Um, that is happening now with, uh, you know, the social media and the TikTok. Because, um, you know, now that's the thing, right? Kids are all now, like, going out and, like, you know, the trend is do blah, blah, blah. And then they post about it, right? So this week, the Broward Teachers Union issued a warning to its members. Because apparently there is now a challenge... It's an October challenge, so I guess it's seasonal, mm-hmm. like pumpkin spice, on TikTok to quote unquote slap a teacher. Uh, okay. Yep. But like in the middle of class? I don't think it's that specific. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, and this is already on the tails of another trend from last month, which was essentially take pictures or video after you destroy the bathroom in your school so they would go in they would like pull off the the toilet seats they would pull down the the um, okay, who's coming up with these things i don't know i don't know but let me tell you something if i was one of the i mean that's not assault to, and battery not to be one of those not to be you know in my day but let me tell you something october 
maybe slap a teacher challenge month. But if I was to slap a teacher challenge in October, November would be I'm no longer on this planet month. Because my parents would have beat the living shit out of me. Es que a mí no se me hubiera corrido to go and hit a teacher. Es que mamá, hay un, 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 un challenge en TikTok, en TikTok que teníamos que meterle una galleta a la maestra. Sí. ¿Qué, ¿Qué galleta te voy a meter yo a ti? Is this like a white person thing? Well, it's Broward, so I, it's, it's 50-50. <laughs> this sounds like what Stephanie would say. It's white, white people nonsense. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what type of stupid... Well, the, the, the bathroom challenge one was also done in some Dade schools as well. Okay, but is all this coming from Broward? No, 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 no. The, 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 the warning was issued to the Broward Teachers Union that this challenge is out there. But this already comes on the heels of the, I don't know the official name, but like the Destroy Your Public School Bathroom Challenge, which did happen in, in several, actually, um, Miami-Dade schools as well. Oh, I think it's ridiculous. I think it's stupid. I think, I mean, you're talking about like criminal activity because that's what it is right i mean it's not being silly or stupid I it's mean, not it, cosa de muchacho this is criminal activity right you slapping a teacher or anyone unprovoked is criminal is that's criminal activity like you could get arrested for that it so would never dawn on me to, to slap a teacher no matter how pissed off i would have been at a teacher wow so this is where we're at this is where we're at. Basically, now you know we're on the social medias, and and everybody wants their fifteen minutes. I guess, irrespective of how it, you get it. Well, because now these TikTok people end up on the Met Gala. That's true. Or Dancing with the Stars. Give it time. There's a TikTok. <laughs> no, no, no. But I'm saying, give it time. You know, my my thing with TikTok is that. I, there's certain things with TikTok, and I'm not in TikTok, but I watch the Instagram reels. Right, which yeah. most of Same. them are TikTok. Same, yeah, yeah. Some stuff is cute, and some stuff is fun. <laughs> the little like things where you're doing the split screen with. Actually, I like the ones of like that are about like ASMR, like uh, cutting, well, I'm not a fan cutting, of ASMR, cutting. But... Like something like construction smooth. paper, or, oh, yes, right, yeah. right, right, right. or like sticking your hand in sand, like right. stuff like that. Like I go, I, I keep scrolling, and I'm like, oh my god, like, oh my god, this person is sticking their hand in like a, a bowl of like beans, like oh my god, like I need to watch this again. <laughs> That's great. This per- bowl of beans, yeah, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> what I think is hilarious are the vanity. Um, TikToks. TikToks. That it's just of like people, you know, looking at the TikTok, you know. I hope I don't fall. Boom, boom, boom. To show their outfits. And it's like, I wonder how many Wait, hours what? it took you. I don't understand this TikTok. The vanity TikTok? Yeah, I don't understand the vanity. I, I, I'm not on accounts. TikTok. I'm not on TikTok. There's so. TikTok accounts that it's just of people that look good. So it's just people like. Like really pretty women or Like really look at like, my outfit? Yeah, like let me find you some. So they're not doing anything. No, it's per just se. of them, you know, like at the gym or... Well, at, least, just, at least if you're at the gym, you're lifting heavy shit. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's not about that. No, it's And I hope that, that if you are at the gym, it's a you fit. No. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, no. Um, no, of course. Not now you can't find a single one of them. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, vanity TikToks. Vanity TikToks. Interesting. Because I, I always think of TikToks as like, you know, creating content that's... For better or worse, you know, but it's it's like fun, silly. I also like you know? TikToks of barbers. Of barbers? Yeah, I like people getting haircuts. I like to see people getting haircuts. Your TikTok is 
interesting. Yeah, no, because I people find getting haircuts. Oh my god, you beans. Know is, you know what is like the most relaxing thing? There's two of them to see Turkish barbers. Oh, when they put out the fire thing. Well, not sometimes, but the thing is that in Turkey, all barbers give you like a full head massage, and I watch that, and I'm like, oh, do, do you like God. imagine it's you? Yes. And then there's the the barbers in India. India, India, yes, yes, yes they nice. freaking beat the shit out of you, like yeah. giving you a massage. I'm like, yes, I sign up for it because I like <laughs> I, those. Yeah, you know, the, I love those aggressive massages. Yeah. <laughs> when I go get a massage, you're like, oh, is it too hard? I'm like, no, can it be like 20 times harder? Just go get like, a bate yes. and come break it over <laughs> yeah. my back. Thank you. I will tip you extra if that's the case. <laughs> yes. yes. Um, I don't know. I just think that. It's terrible, and I just saw something really awful. This is really oh, like, that's that's triggering. triggering you, yeah. Yes. So I have that disorder that you people that can't see holes. Um, Kendall Jenner has it. Um, what what is it called? Trichol. Uh, no, I'm thinking that, of trichotillomania, yeah. which is not it. Trichotillomania is when you pull out your your hairs one by one. Trichophobia. Um, there you go. So like, you can't look at like a like a honeycomb. It's, it's it's described as an aversion to the sight of irregular patterns or clusters of small holes or bumps. Do you know what drives me insane? It keeps just thinking about it. Go hope you got some. <laughs> when you're at a restaurant, generally it's like a pizza place, okay. and they sell they they open up the big box of straws. Oh yeah. Oh wow. I never thought about that. Oh, wow. Like, oh, my God. The bread. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm, like, like, do you want to take a moment? Do you want me to go through some water? That that really triggers me. Like, I start getting, like, goosebumps. A honeycomb? Oh, my God. A lotus yellow. flower? You know when people use lotus flowers in decorations? Yeah. Oh, my God. That will, like, I'll start itching. It's it's You know, it's funny that it's one of those things that, like... I always got really bothered by it since I could remember. Right, right. But I thought it was like a me thing. <laughs> well, yeah, until you know uh, that it has a name. Yeah, I thought it was like a me thing. Yeah, con mi idea. You know, oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. You know what like completely triggers me? Ahora now in the fall that they start selling those pumpkins with all the pimples. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, like the like the gourds and all that. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Oh, and that is one of those things. Like, I'm not going to look at it, but then I look at it. <laughs> yeah, don't look at it. Don't look at it. Okay, I'm looking at it. Or, like, and it could be, like, really weird things. Like, you know what sort of gives that to me is, like, runny bath water. Like, runny bath water. Okay, like, when you're doing a bubble bath or something, and the bubbles have kind of dissipated, so they kind of all get in, like, a corner. Okay, yes, okay. And they're all, like, small little bubbles. Ugh. That really? Yes. That one not as much because it's like different tiers of it. But the straws? See, I would have never thought about the straws because since I don't since it doesn't do anything for me one way or the other, like I oh would never have God. thought about it. And then it's so funny cuz a lot of times huh. those that box of straws, yeah. they'll put it next to like the Coke machine. Claro. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. there I'm you I'm putting my Coke, you know, and I'm like imagine the music, like the cryptic music like don't <laughs> And I'm like, oh. Like that psycho music. This is going to ruin my appetite. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Not the appetite. It's pretty bad. Kendall Jenner has it. Like, 
But it's so funny because as a Kardashian, because that's something that you have, and it's like, it's not a big deal. It's not like I'm disabled. Oh, but she had you like know? a story arc about right. it. Right. It's not like, okay, well, you know, I'm going to apply for a disability because right. I'm trypophobia. <laughs> you know, like, trypophobia completely dictates my life. And, you know, like, I leave the house and, like, in the shadows, you know, nothing like that, right? It's like, it is what it is. Like, you deal with it. It's not a big deal. You got annoyed by it and you're like why is this annoying me like we move like, on for right. me more it's like but why like why right <laughs> why like, does this freak me out hola mi gente it's national hispanic heritage month where we celebrate the contributions and influence of hispanic americans to the history culture and achievements of the united states and this year we're teaming up with lays to celebrate what makes us a hundred percent american and a hundred percent latino flavors like limon chile limon and cheddar jalapeno celebrate the flavors we all know and love with that unmistakable lays quality so grab your bag of lays limon chile limon or cheddar jalapeno this hispanic heritage month and enjoy flavors that celebrate who we are after all we all know you gotta have Lay's. Pero, Pero do, do it con, con sabor. sabor. Oye, mi gente, Ish here. So as you know, we've teamed up with Lay's for Hispanic Heritage Month to spotlight some food that is 100% American and 100% Latino. And of course, as a result of that, we had to have some of our favorites here in Miami, the owners of Dos Croquetas, Vicky and Alec. I mean, you guys are family at this point. Thanks for coming back. Hi, Thanks how's it going? Us. Oh my God, I love having you guys. And, and more than love having you guys, I love eating your mac and cheese croqueta. <laughs> like, no joke. It is the epitome of what, you know, Lay's is really spotlighting for, for Hispanic Heritage Month. You know, it's Americano, it's Latino, it's, I mean, the epitome of that whole feeling, right? How did that idea even come to you? Well, we love croquetas, and we love <laughs> mac and cheese, and then add some bacon to it, and it's just, uh, it's a perfect combination. But, you know, it's so funny because you think, like, perfect combination, I wouldn't have thought of it, quite honestly. Like, vaya, se quedaron así, like, that's it. You guys reinvented the wheel, as far as I'm concerned, when it comes to croquetas. Now, I also know you guys are family, so, you know, obviously that's a very big Latino component. Gotta ask, how did that come about, and how do you keep from killing each other? <laughs> um, I think that we've gotten super, super lucky. Uh, everyone always says don't work with family and it's super hard. Um, but her and I, we really are yin and yang and we work really, really well together. Um, yeah, we've never had an argument. It's always just let's just make the best product possible and, and the best ideas always win. Awesome. Right. Our vision aligns and, and we, um, we, we work really well together and uh, it just works and we laugh a lot. He makes me laugh. I make him laugh, I think. And then... Um, it just, uh, it's its a really good uh, working relationship. Yeah, no, I definitely saw that while we were making those delicious <laughs> mac and cheese croquetas. It's like, you know, it's entre familia, I guess, right? As they say, it just works that way. So going back to, you know, your, uh, your mac and cheese croquetas, now let's talk a little bit about some of the ingredients, right? Because it's not just your mac and cheese out the box. No, right? no. It's, no, we, you would never, never do that to people, never, right? Never, never, never. So talk to us a little bit about that. Like, what are some of the little, you know, ingredients that give it that distinct, maybe like a little more Latino flavor, right? Well, I mean, we definitely use like the best quality that we can, um, you know, to our uh, to our macaroni, to our um, our hickory smoked bacon, mm -hmm. uh, char sharp cheddar cheese, um, and Monterey Jack cheese. So everything that we put in there is really thoughtfully um, added, and it's uh, everything is just a nice blend so that it, it creates that really good flavor, and so it kind of packs a punch. 
Yeah, definitely it's got a very cheese-centric uh, profile. It's a lot of cheese. Shall we say. <laughs> it's a lot of cheese. Not a bad thing. No, it's Said not a bad no thing. Said no one ever, right? No. Like, it's not a bad thing <laughs> exactly. at all. Oh, my God. It's so delicious. So, actually, it reminds me a little bit of, you know, Lay's chips because you got that cheddar jalapeno. So, obviously, mm. that's cheesy. It's got a kick. It's Super a little, good. little bit like your mac and cheese mm-hmm. croqueta. Yeah. Because you guys also put a little bit of, uh, what is it? I know you love your pepper. I do. I love black pepper. And then there's another little added layer of uh, hot sauce in there as well, too. Good Lord. So it's not spicy, but it gives it that underlying uh, little extra flavor boost. That heat. Yeah. As they say. Just a little bit. As the kids say. It's that heat. So what are are some other maybe Latino American flavors that you guys are experimenting with? Or is that more of like, we'll keep that a secret for later? Well, I mean, for Hispanic Month, we're doing um, uh, a um, garbanzo frito croqueta. Ooh. And so that one is, it's its amazing. That one is delicious. You know, it's smoked ham. It's got chorizo in it, uh, garbanzos. Oh, I was then, about to ask if it was vegetarian because it was no, garbanzo, but it is not. Just, <laughs> it is not. It is not. But we are working on some vegetarian ones for garbanzo, too. Thank you guys again for coming by. I mean, as we celebrate Hispanic Heritage Month, you know, it's great to sit here with other Hispanics who are just really embracing what it is to be, you know, 100% American. 100% Latino and you know just like Lay's chips like we said earlier with their cheddar jalapeno it's got that profile that kick you know when you gotta have Lay's better do it con sabor so I like that you question your freak out right but no but Kendall Jenner in an interview was like oh my god because I have triphophobia and I'm like are you serious? <laughs> like, I think she's okay. I'm sure there was like a special episode of the Kardashians. Just about her. About her, her treatment for that. Yes. Yeah, her treatment. I mean, only that she's going to be on Dr. Drew. <laughs> Talking about her whatever phobia. <laughs> and oh, if Lord. people in the trifophobia community think oh, that I'm disrespecting you know what? There's pro- them, there probably is a community. come at me because I'm one of you. <laughs> yeah, you're one of them. It's like whatever. You, you can't be disrespecting them if you're one of them. <laughs> weirdo yeah it's weird it's oh, really Lord. weird so oh, hornet's nest oh well i would be upset about a hornet's nest because of you know the hornets no i'm upset because of the little bumps dale go ahead <laughs> so they go because son like me pican los ojos. no no no, no, no. you you look a little uncomfortable i am because i've been thinking about it for like five minutes so i'm gonna change the topic i'm gonna change the topic <laughs> let's so you think about ice cream let's think about oh, rico. ice cream no but wait the waffle cones do it to you too no okay all right all right let's think so, about ice cream okay um donuts donuts of course donuts, donuts. yes cupcakes cupcakes yes. disney world eclairs a tiramisu oh mascarpone cheese see there you go there we go now I feel a lot creamier (laughs) I have no transition from that so I'm just gonna go ahead and say did you hear that they are going to be remaking the bodyguard Okay, didn't we talk about this recently or was this like you and I yeah you and I talked about this off uh, off camera we talk off camera like that's the problem with you and I is that we talk so damn much that oh, there are times where you don't remember. We were, t- we were talking off camera, but right after we recorded, right, and then I gave you like some really funny. Who was the one that I said that should do it? Oh my god, who was it? It was like oh my god, it was great. It was like I don't know, like Ashanti and like Billy Bob Thornton or like some shit like John that. Travolta, John Travolta and Ashanti, John Travolta and Ashanti. And Ashanti. Yes, yes. Well. <laughs> So Ashanti will not be getting the role. Oh, Ashanti can't hit that note. Well, uh, Ashanti won't be getting the note because um, so there was uh, an article this week where they talked to the writer of the remake, which is actually 
the recent and first Latino playwright to win a Tony Award for Best Play, Matthew Lopez. And he's writing the remake. And what he has said is that he actually wants the Whitney role to be a Latina. Okay. Um, you know, just... La be, Reina de la Noche. La Reina de la Noche. Eh, you know, no tengo nada. Um, but, you know, his whole thing was like, if, if we're going to remake this movie, like, let's... let's make tweaks that's not just remake okay. the movie i'm gonna tell you my opinion go ahead um so that's, that's pretty much it it's like you know what do you because there's, there was a lot of speculation because he's he's gay and they're like well maybe they'd bring some type of gay storyline to it and blah blah and he's like he's like i just want you know like let's have be a latina let's instead of focusing on like you know somebody like a whitney houston let's let's i think let's use this to build someone it. else i think that the story is a very basic story star falls in love with bodyguard it's i mean it's a star I is think born if they remake it with the same music it's a disaster i think that if they want to remake it they need to have original music to it so don't have any of these songs from the first no, because if i'm if i'm not mistaken a star is born mm-hmm. now with lady gaga that's mm-hmm. not the music from the barbara streisand one no you're correct you're correct right yeah, yeah. it's the same story yeah but and the, the barbara streisand music. probably didn't have the same music from judy garland right okay yeah. do that right because i think that the Keep moment, the principle. The, but the, the problem everything. is, if you want to even call it the bodyguard, call it the bodyguard. Right. Whoever plays that the role is going to be compared to Whitney Houston, and not even and not Whitney Houston as an actress, but the song, the, 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 music. the music. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. let's not forget, you yeah, know, for the younger people, the bodyguard soundtrack was a force of yeah. nature. Yeah, yeah. Really that has was. been one of the biggest. Biggest musical moments, musical uh, eras in all of popular music. It was the definition of pop culture zeitgeist. Yes. And I Will Always Love You, whether you love the song or you hate it, is one of the most iconic songs of all time. Whether you hate it, whether you love it, whether whatever your opinion is on it. So, you know, when I heard that they were remaking this movie, my first reaction was like oh but it's too soon but then i think oh wait shit but it's gonna be 30 years yeah yeah so that's kind of like if in the 90s they would have redone something of the 60s yeah well i mean uh, they redid a star is born and the streisand versions from the 70s so i mean right Right, but it feels older because it was streisand and 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 it's the 70s but also before our era yes (laughs) it feels older yeah but like the bodyguard still seems currentish currentish yeah um, that mean also because you know Winnie Houston was a really big star that you know she was very popular until yeah, she died to this um, day, and she continues to be. But I think that if they have whoever they have, whether it's a Latina uh, art you know character, whatever, if they do it with the music of Winnie Houston's Bodyguard, I I don't think it's gonna work because again, it doesn't matter who does that song, mm-hmm. even if they have an amazing voice. They're going to be compared to Whitney Houston by default, and and and, and I feel that the bot the I will always love you. I mean, just think about it this way: they can't do that song if nothing else. They, they can't, can't do, that do that song. song just period. think about it this way: that song, sorry, is Dolly. by Dolly Parton, one of the most beloved, iconic yeah. human beings, human beings <laughs> in the American like in the universe at this the point. Universe, I mean, but like in the American diaspora, like in the yeah, American yeah, yeah. culture, yeah. right? And freaking Whitney Houston eclipsed. Right, ten times over, Dolly Parton, Dolly Parton's right, right, version, right, right, right. right? Because so there's nowhere to go because do, do, Whitney Houston's version, as you often say, was like a, a, a lightning in a bottle. It was yeah. the perfect time, the perfect place, the movie, 
that it became what it became. And and then doing it, then everybody in the movie is going to wait for that moment when they play the song. Right. And no, they can't do that song. Do you think they should just avoid it altogether and just have her be an actress? No, she could be a singer. But I'm saying, like, not even have her be a singer. Just have her be an actress. And that's the thing. Because I, at the end of the day, like you said, the plot is the same. It's a bodyguard who falls in love with his charge. Right. I mean, I think... Wait. In the movie, though... She's both. She's both. I was like, she's in the Academy Awards. Right. She's both. She's both. That's what I'm saying. She's both. But I'm saying in this round, like, have her be, like, just an actress. You know, she doesn't right. sing. Or I don't have her be an athlete or yeah. something. I mean, if for good measure, you want to have, like, a tribute, have her sing Jesus Loves Me. You know? But, like, the Whitney, the Whitney right. songs, like, Queen of the Night, I Have Nothing, Run, Run to, to You. you. Um, obviously, um, I, always I Always Love You. Those songs can't be part of it. Yeah, just don't do it. Don't do it. Don't don't even go there. No. You're, you're not going to win. I've told you my whole thing about that song, right? Which one? Sorry. I Always Love You. Is this like, is this like so you and, and honesty, My Heart Will Go I, I always heard that song. I heard that song first by Whitney Houston. Same. Like, same. I hadn't heard it by Dolly Parton. Same. Um, and I love it by Whitney Houston. I mean, who doesn't like that song? It, I mean, it's, again, the, iconic. the great, iconic, yeah. the greatest of the greatest. But I have to tell you that after... Not so much after I listened to the Dolly Parton one, but I guess since I'm older and, you know, your mm. tastes kind of change, mm-hmm. I really like the Dolly Parton version. I loved when she sang it live. I just it think was, that the, doll, the, the the way that she does it... It's, and more, again, it's more plaintive. Yeah, and it's nothing against the Whitney Houston <laughs> no, one. No, 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 but it's, it's, almost like, it's almost like there's the it's Whitney like Houston and Dolly. To you. Dolly's is more acoustic almost. Yes. That's like kind of... I feel the same way with... Which I think, if you put a gun to my head and made me pick, like, my favorite song of all time, mm-hmm. it would probably be I Can't Make You Love Me by Bonnie Ray. Like, if you really, like, made me pick a song. That song is so depressingly beautiful. Right. <laughs> and there's been so many people who've remade that song. Have you heard? You know George Michael's yes. version. Yeah, yeah. First George Michael's of. version is, like, amazing. But it's so smooth. Yes. It's so, like, perfect. I'm going to say I... something that is going to sound horrible, but I know you know what I mean. George Michael's version of that song, Whitney's version of, of I Will Always Love You, are a little devoid of emotion. Right. Because, because they're so polished. They're so like polished and pitch perfect right, and all that. Right. What I enjoy about Bonnie Raitt's version of I, Will, of you Can't, I Can't Make You Love Me is what I enjoy about it. Um, Dolly's. Dolly's. It's that it, it's very earnest. It's very like... It could have been in one take, you know. Right, it's, right. Se le va un gallo. Se le... Yeah, but it doesn't. But it doesn't matter because it's the emotion of that moment. Right. Yeah, it's very like again. It could have been a one take song, and that's. But I think you have to be. You know, that's why. Like with the Dolly Parton version. Like after I was older and I started appreciating the Dolly Parton more, mm-hmm. um, that's when I was like, I think I like her version better. And I know that's like weird because it's like okay, you know, it's a little sacrilegious to some people. But to sing but... Whitney Houston and nothing against Whitney Houston, I love Whitney Houston. But that's actually not my favorite song of the movie. Is it? I have nothing. Oh yes, that is my favorite Whitney that Houston. Is song. Such a good song. That that song is just great, great. You know, it's so funny. The Bodyguard soundtrack, I think, was the first CD I ever bought. Like actually bought because like, like with your own money. I got a CD player in 1992. Okay. And then 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I got it in 1992. And I had gotten... Because I remember I got my first CD player in a boombox for Christmas. So they gave me a few CDs. Okay. But, like, the one that I first, like, went to buy was, I think, the Bodyguard soundtrack. And I remember that I loved that it had that song, Lovely Day, Lovely With Day. Michelle Visage. <laughs> and it ha- by who? Well, Michelle Visage is the one who sings uh, the, the, the lady day. part on, on, on that song. And she always talks about how she got screwed out of royalties. Oh, yeah? Because her management was horrible. And it has a, a song by Lisa Stansfield. Someday right. I'm coming back. And it won't be... Those are the other songs. The other... That's the second half of the album. <laughs> of the Bodyguard soundtrack. That's the second half of the album. I don't remember what the first CD was that I bought, but I remember the first CD I ever received was Spellbound by Paul Abdul. Well, of course. I mean, that Yeah. With, you know, the, the compact and the eye. Let's not forget that in the early 90s, my, well, my girl was always Mariah, and yours was Paul Abdul. Yes. S-P-E-L-L Bound. You know, that album, I enjoy that album, even though that album has some songs that are not good. Spellbound? Yeah, but I enjoy it as a whole. I think it's a lot more conceptual than the first one. Yeah, the first one was just about, like, singles. Yeah. Yeah. Although I really like from the first one, from, here we're talking about (laughs) Paul Abdul's debut, that song, because, you know, I, I need you. Oh, I need you. When the going gets tough. You know, no, I, I do. do. And I remember that when it came out, I didn't care for it. But much later, I really liked Knocked Out. You got Which was her first actual single from that album. Out, turn me into, and the way that you love me was released like twice, I think. The way that you love me. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. I know. Now you have me like, yeah. think. I'm genuinely. I always, when I think of that song, The Way That You Love Me, I always think of her opening the American Music Awards. Oh, that's right. And that performance took like 10 minutes. You don't remember why? Because she performed the song. Then they did Welcome to the American Music Awards tonight. And the whole presentation, it was her dancing while like the names came out of the screen. Oh, I don't remember that. And then when it ended, she came back and finished the song. Aw. It's just the way that you... Let me tell you, Paul Abdul. Paul Abdul and Paul Abdul was big. Paul Abdul had some bops. (laughs) <laughs> As did. the kids would say, she did. I mean, at one point, they even wanted her to, you know, to to open the Stardust, and you know, it was between her and Latoya, but they went with Naomi Malone. It was her and Latoya, yeah. <laughs> That's okay. That was a part of like, okay, I could understand Paul Abdul because that was written in the ninety three, ninety four. Right, right. She was still pretty relevant at that right. point. 
And that role required a dancer, quote unquote, right? right? But Latoya, uh, they say Latoya or Janet? Janet. Sorry. Yeah. Janet. Sorry. Right. <laughs> so, so okay. So, they had Paul Abdul, who had a very successful career in the early 90s. Known for being a dancer. Right. They had pop icon Janet Jackson. Janet Jackson. But they went with Nomi Malone. They went with Nomi Malone. They went with Nomi Malone. Because nobody could eat a hamburger like her. But she didn't eat one. Ella se pasó la película entera tirando comida. She would always start food and then she would always get mad and throw it. So let me ask you something. Uh, I guess we could talk about showgirls. We've never talked about We've showgirls. We've never talked on about showgirls. Let me we? tell you, listeners, for those of you who have uh, never seen the movie Showgirls, oh what a treat! Um, we're about to have a little conversation about yes. it. Do you think that that movie deserved or deserves all the crap that it got? No. I think, Do you think it's as bad as people say? I think it's a bad movie, but I think there are worse movies out there. Um, I think that what happened... Well, no, for sure. I think what happened is, you know, this was her first, you know, Liz Berkeley's Liz, like, like I know her. Um, Elizabeth Berkeley's first, you know, outing after Saved by the Bell. So all, And she was the first one to do an adult role of all of them. Right. So, you know, all eyes were on, on her. It was Paul Verhoeven and Joe Esterhaus. So, Wasn't I mean, it supposed to be like a much grittier movie? Well, because they the, because these are the guys who gave us Basic Instinct. So it was supposed to be this like, you know, down and dirty about Vegas and, you know, blah, 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 blah. And then, well, we saw what we got, you know, and it, it, it's, it's a bad movie. Like, it is a bad movie. But if you watch it through the right lens, it's thoroughly entertaining. And at the end of the day... That's all I care about from a movie. But I think it gets a worse because, reputation. Because... And now it's become a joke. Like, people will will use it as, like... Oh, well, at least it's not showgirls who've never even seen it. Right, because, look, I... And we could even talk about Glitter with it. With that's Mariah bring, that's glitter. bring it. Because what do showgirls I, I think, love I more think, than Glitter? I think Mariah Carey... I think Glitter was a bad movie. But I don't think Glitter... I don't think it's, like, the worst. I don't think Mariah embarrassed herself in it. I, I, I don't think it's... I think there's, there's like... Shots like cinematography wise, right? Like in Glitter, you know, it was set in the early '80s, like in the club scene in New York City right. when people wore silver slashes on their. Body. But but like, there's very like scenes that are very like artsy, like with the. It's clubs. a well made movie. Like it's, there's it, certain yes. scenes that are good. Right. Um, I just think that the problem with Glitter, which is the problem with Showgirls, is just that the plot, the writing was just horrible. Awful. Yeah. I feel that with both movies, you don't feel anything for the characters. I don't know what I'm supposed That's to That's like in 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 Glit in um Showgirls like I understand what they were trying to do with Nomi and Crystal but it just it was so badly written that like I didn't care. You didn't care. Like you didn't feel for Crystal that she was right. like the aging showgirl right. but you also didn't care for Nomi Malone yeah. either. You're like, not on Nomi's side really. Yeah. You know and no, and then out of nowhere, the rape thing at the end. Right, and, and then, like, 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 what's his name? Kyle McKenna Kyle McLaughlin. Whatever his Kyle McLaughlin. name. Um, Kyle McLaughlin. Uh, was on the, yeah, on Sex in the City. Um, like, everybody was so awful and just so... No, and then the one good person, again, which was her, her friend, the seamstress, yeah. gets raped. Violently. Violently. Yeah. A violent rape scene. Yeah. And, and it's it, like... And it's like... Really? You watch this and it's like, but why? Like, what's what's your purpose? What's the point yeah, of this movie? Because I could understand it if, like, you you know, the whole thing of the movie was to show like how being a showgirl is cut not throat. it's cutthroat. It's not all the glitz right. and glamour. The fa- you know? re- remove the facade of the showgirl, right? right. Like, 
and there's certain scenes of the movie, like when she has to like do the rehearsal and right. all that, that kind of started to go there, but then just didn't. It just kept. Go- it was over the top, and then it just kept going further over the top, you know. And then like the other stuff, and and, and another part that like really sort of bothered me of the movie was that it was kind of like given. That all these women were like whores, you know. That's like, oh, you know, we're gonna go right. Caesar sing, you know, have Caesar right, right, right. sing. So it's like, okay, I really do believe that you could be a Vegas showgirl without and have yeah. morals, yeah. like you know, without, without sleeping your way to the middle, right? Because she didn't even sleep her way to the top, right? <laughs> the middle. Um, so it's just, I don't know. It was just that it, all over the place, all all over the place. Like you don't. You don't feel for the characters. You don't... Like, the whole thing at the end, like, when she goes and says bye to Crystal in the hospital, like, it doesn't mean anything. Like, she... She just happened to be at the hospital. It's supposed to mean something. (laughs) Like, you know it is. But it's like, but you're the one who pushed her down the... Right. The stairs. I mean, yeah, it's not even a... It's not even a... I mean, it is all about Eve at the end of the day. But it's not even a good all about Eve. But it's not like you pushed her down the stairs and then you really regretted it. Right. right? Or you pushed her by accident. Right. Or, yeah. Right. But she never regretted it. No. There was never a scene where she was like, you know, I shouldn't have done that. Right. (laughs) Like... No, wait, she didn't push her down the stairs. She threw the... Wait, did she push her down the stairs or she threw the marbles? Oh wait, was it no, the other girl? No, the marbles. The marbles was the other girl. Yes, I think. Wait, I don't remember right now. It's, no. it's irrelevant. But but no, she pushed her down the the stairs, and the the girl that saw her was a girl with like the braids. With yes, yes, the white girl with the dreads. Yes, yes, is the one that saw her. Yes, and then it was like yes. their little secret. That's right. You know, she's like, I saw her. She she fell. She fell. Yeah, yeah, and the same with like with glitter. Like you were supposed to feel for her romance. With the DJ, you know, in the case, in this case, it would be Mariah. And if you didn't know you were, you you should have when he played the marimba. The marimba, yeah. There were more types of marimberos in the eighties, you know. Yes. Um, you know, my but you don't feel is, right? anything for the relationship. What my favorite part of that movie? The end. Is, well, the end. But the part where Terrence Howard, like, again, spoiler alert for a movie that's like you know twenty something years old, actually twenty years old because it came out the week of nine eleven. Um. When he, Terrence Howard goes and kills Max Beasley, yeah. and and our friend, after watching it, she was, she's like, "Well, I mean, he told him he was going to if he didn't pay him. Yeah. What do you think was going to happen? Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, and like you don't feel for any like, of these characters, like because it's so badly written. Yeah, but 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 I get more upset at movies that have like a good cast, like a and good director, and like I'll never forget that like one of the worst movies I've ever seen was The Island of Doctor Moreau. And for God's sake, Marlon Brando was in that movie. Marlon Brando and Val Kilmer. And then it thought, oh, oh, you know what's also awful? You know, again, it's taking it back to the 90s was Village of the Damned with Kirstie Alley. Oh, and Christopher Reeve. That was such an awful movie. That was a remake. Awful. That was a remake of a, of a B movie from like the and there was There was another movie that I, I, not too long ago that I saw. When I mean not too long ago, I mean the, the last few years. That was just... Really, really bad. Oh, the J Lo and Vanessa Hudgens one. I know you hated that one. The one where that Leah Remini is in the movie. Yeah, second act. Yeah, oh, terrible, <laughs> terrible, just terrible. I mean, terrible. Oh, some of her movies are. Yeah, but again, as long as you're having fun, like you can sometimes tell when a movie's bad, but the people making it are having oh. a good time. 
There was a movie that I remember came out maybe three or four years ago that it was it's a chiquita from Fifty Shades of Grey, uh, Dakota Johnson. Dakota Johnson, yeah. That she did a movie with Rebel Wilson. <laughs> oh, um, that they were build they were how to be single or something like right, that. Yeah. That they were building on her success with from Fifty, yeah. And then Rebel Wilson was kind of on her pitch perfect. That yeah. movie, did you ever see that movie? Yeah, it was not good. Awful. It was awful. <laughs> like I remember watching being in the movie theater being. Oh no, pero, I saw it in HBO. Pero, pero, like. Now her friend is rich. Like Rebel Wilson is rich. Yeah, like, I remember that movie ending and being like, "So what? Okay, what? It was terrible. What am I supposed to take? Away like from this? I get more upset at stuff like that because those are movies that like have a big studio behind them, have writers, like directors, like somebody legit should have actors, had like oversight, a lot of money, and like this is what you came up with. Like yeah. th- those are the movies I get mad at. I don't get mad at you know Hannah Montana the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Or, you know, Glitter. Or glitter. Again, Glitter, you know what? Glitter's not a good movie, but she did not embarrass herself, I have to say. It, and she... the Glitter soundtrack, Justice for Glitter, was ahead of its time. Yes, it was. That is, It was, actually, because if you think about it, like, she was doing a retro 80s album in 2001. Yeah. We had been out of the 80s 11 years. Yeah, and that's what people are doing now. Yeah, it was too soon. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was too soon. No, you are correct, sir. You are correct. Too soon. So, anyway... Well, what else do you have for me? Bueno, well, let's bring I, yeah. let's bring it local. A little more local. A little more local. Let's bring it local. Viste el circo que hubo aquí esta semana <laughs> with Joe Carollo and Art Acevedo and all these fucking uh, people. All eyes on me in the center of the ring. Just like a <laughs> circo. Did you see Did you see the thing with Elvis Presley? With Elvis Presley? Yeah. Okay, so for our listeners who don't know, especially this, this took a turn. Especially, Wait, our, especially our listeners who are not in Miami. So the Miami Commission. What people have to understand is, if if you're not from Miami, I'm going to give you a little lesson, a little civics. So Miami is one of the largest metropolitan areas in the country. I think we're fourth or fifth. Sounds about right. Metropolitan area in the country. I think you know, obviously New York, LA. Chicago, LA. I think maybe, maybe Houston Atlanta? or Texas or Dallas. One we're of those. top ten for sure. No, we're like top five. Okay, okay. Right? But what a lot of people, especially if you're not from here, don't realize is that most of the metropolitan area of Miami is unincorporated Dade County. It's not the city right. of Miami. The city of Miami is actually quite small. It has a population, I think, of like the 300,000s. It's basically a downtown. All right. It's downtown, Coconut Grove, like the older areas of town. I mean, if you're from here, you know. You know this. Um, so, so everybody else So is... there's two mini- municipal governments. There's like the government of Miami-Dade County, and then there's the government of Miami-Dade. So because the county just has more residents and more, right. just more people, a lot of times like the mayor of Miami-Dade County and the commission of Miami-Dade County has more pool um, or weight than the commission and the mayor of M- Miami City proper, just because it, it oversees more more right. area, right? Although my the the commission and the mayor of Miami City proper do see like downtown and all that, which right? Is right, like but just the central business district, but, but just distance wise, there's just more right, area, distant to cover. area yeah, you yeah. know, population wise, right. population. More the thank you. But anyway, so the reason I bring that up is because. The city of Miami's local government, and again, we're talking about the city, a lot of times it's it gets kind of put in the media as like it's a joke, right? And one of our favorite hometown people, Billy Corbin, Mr. Corbin. Um, who we've had on the show, yeah. um, season one? 
Season one, yeah. Season one. Um, you know, he's very, very good to call out the yeah. local bullshit when it comes down. And you we know, don't always agree with him. Very, he's very hard oh, on, we do. on um, our mayor, Francis Suarez, of the city of Miami. He calls him Mayor, mayor Portalita. Portalita. Um, and he is especially, <laughs> he's especially hard, rightfully so, on one of the most controversial mayors, I'm sorry, commissioners, former mayor of the city of Miami, yeah. Joe Carollo. So yeah. if you're if you don't know local politics, Joe Carollo is like a freaking clown. Like a lot of people yeah. are afraid of him because he's one of these people that like he will shut you down. Like he literally like he did for Ball and will Jane. shut you down. Here in Miami, one of the most iconic mm-hmm. um establishments. They just filed a lawsuit, by the way. Uh the owners of Ball and Chain. <laughs> On the heels of what you're gonna talk about with, with the explosive things, they okay. just filed a lawsuit. They, Ball and Chain is this restaurant here in um it's restaurant like live music Night, venue, nightclub a area nightclub yeah. that it's world known it's it has been open since the 30s yes it's been open since the 30s definition it's of a, landmark it's a tourist attraction it's in the middle of one of the most popular areas of town joe Garoyo has a problem with the owners of the place because they once upon a time um, endorsed or supported his opponent in the right in the basically they race. didn't endorse him or they didn't endorse him so he made it a point to get them shut down and he you know went against like every I mean maybe he'll shut us down for saying what we're saying Ooh. this is our opinion yes this is our opinion, our opinion. the views expressed are solely ours our opinions um anyway uh he allegedly right allegedly uh you know, had all these violations allegedly thrown at them. Well, like, they, he even went so far as to change, I think, the ordinances in the area so that there was like a noise. And one thing, thing led to another. And- the place shut down. Um, they're trying to reopen it, but it shut down. Right. The reason I bring this up is because Joe Carollo has a reputation among people here for being very petty. So fast forward right. to this week. The chief of police, Art Acevedo, um, yeah, former was chief of police for Texas, for t- in, Houston, in Houston, was brought in, I believe in August, I'm sorry, in uh, April or May of this year, no, to much like fanfare he was allegedly um in houston he was like incredible yeah. and he was inclusive and supposedly in every city he's been in he's done like a good job like he right. shows up and he comes here and, and he's cuban let, me, he's let cuban. me rephrase that for some but he's not miami cuban. he's not miami cuban exactly he's part of, exactly he's, he's not, not part of the miami, miami mafia cuban. right so he kind of got into a little bit of trouble the police chief because uh, last month or something, he referred to as a Miami Mafia. And I he remember when, when he said that on TV, I was like, well, he shouldn't have said that. But where's the lie? But where's the lie? Where's the lie? <laughs> like, that's not untrue. Where's the lie? Like Show the Miami Cuban it. Mafia. The Miami, yeah, Cuban, Miami Mafia. Cuban Mafia. That's what he said. It's a thing, kids. I'm like, he's not saying anything that's, that's not, not true, true or that everybody doesn't know. Right. Right? Um, point is, this week they had a review of of him because he was... Uh, well, he released a memo. Right, but he has... For a while, they had been after him. Right. Joe Carroyo and the people in the commission. Right. Because he's not on board right. with them. So, he's not on board with them, so they've been trying to bring him down. The reason we're bringing this up in the podcast is because it was a shit show this week. So, basically, when Joe Carroyo was talking about mm-hmm. him, right. he, he about just started, uh, yeah, started saying all these terrible things. And he played in Miami City Hall... During this hearing, videos of Art Acevedo some years ago, mm-hmm. dressed up as Elvis Presley, 
in the jumpsuit, in the mm-hmm. white jumpsuit. And he was showing the video to the commission being like, who, like, who could wear something so tight and be like a man, you know, like have this position? Spoken like someone who has been accused of beating his wife. Right. So I'm thinking like, wait, wait, hold on. Did this man who is a commissioner for the city of Miami just use as evidence of alleged malpractice, you know, yeah, whatever you want to call do the job, whatever in this investigate, if this evidentiary hearing, did he just play a video of an old video of the police chief dressed up as Elvis Presley for I think Halloween. Right. Right. And went on to say that anybody who dresses with anything that tight is questionable in their position. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. He said that? Yeah. Not verbatim, but, 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 that, but okay, that's, that's what he did. Right? Uh, yes, ladies and gentlemen. That is the circus that is our... Why? And that's, well, that's, you know, and but, that's why Billy Corbin keeps having But you know what, though? But you know what, though? <laughs> that hearing? That hearing? Because you know all the shit show that went down. Yeah. That hearing made the national news. Well, that was a hear- that was the hearing that they all got together to basically appoint themselves to investigate themselves, right? Yes. Right. I'm sure they're going to find themselves innocent. Yeah. I don't know. Fingers crossed. You know, you know the thing about it is that... Um, There's an independent uh, investigation, though, too, right? I believe I heard something that they were... I don't know that. I think he's trying to, but there was also the union is involved. Right. It's a little complicated. Right. Meanwhile, the guy who appointed... Uh, Police Chief Acevedo, Mayor Postalita, uh, is nowhere to be seen. Nowhere to be seen. He's well, off. He's off somewhere talking about how to bring more people in because we've got Bitcoin or something, right? Because of the tech bros. Because tech bros. Because bro. apparently here in Miami, you could find a one bedroom waterfront right. apartment that's right. that's for six hundred dollars. That's month. true. That's true. You can't even find. You can't even a find closet a- for six hundred dollars a month you. in Miami. Nico una manguera no hall. I just. I mean. These like self-righteous commissioners or whatever elected officials, and there's a handful of them. It's not only Joe Carrillo. It's like, do they really believe? Do they really believe that at night when they go to bed and they you know are there thinking, mm-hmm. you know, as one does, you know, thoughts about like your reality and your life and all that? Do they really believe that their constituents respect them or that people as a whole? They do like because them? they keep getting voted. Right, but the, here's the thing with Jokaroyo. Jokaroyo's constituents, like his electorate pool is like thousands. It's like, I don't know, three, four thousand people. Right, but as long as those three, four thousand people keep voting for him. There, there's a guy who's running against him. His name is Quinn Smith, mm-hmm. um, Americano. And, well, yeah, Smith. <laughs> um, well, no, because he could be of... True, 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 um, true. And he's running against him. And he, he knows he has a, it's a long shot. And he is knocking on every single door, every single door of his constituency, every single door. And he's doing like several rounds of knocking. And I'm like, I hope you get that guy out of office because the thing with him, the, 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 the thing with him is not even, you know, because there's sometimes people that are in office that I don't agree with, but whatever. I mean, they're respectable enough. Mm-hmm. Right. The problem with this guy and a lot of people in local politics, and I and I think this is true of like a lot in general, of, yeah, uh, local politics is that they're petty and vindictive. Yeah, they are. Yeah. So it's not a matter of like, okay, I don't disagree with you. I disagree with you on this. Right. Move on. On these yeah. views, this is not what I think is best for the city. We should not spend so much money on this, or we should spend money right. on whatever. Right. Those right. are arguments that we could have that are fair and valid, even if I think you're wrong. But like, this is like petty shit. 
you know, like right. really petty, vindictive personal shit that now is being brought to a public forum. Right. Because that is the the city of Miami. Yeah. That is, you know, City Hall is br- being brought to a public forum, forum and now we are a laughing stock as a whole because of your pettiness and your bullshit, you know? Yeah, because you're being a little, a little stupid ass, yeah. So for those of you who uh, did Look not watch it this Look week, it up. Look it up. And follow Billy Corbin on Instagram. Yes. I'm sorry, I, on um, Twitter. Uh, on Billy Corbin's well, Twitter. Well, on Instagram, of, too, because Billy, he, puts, he puts videos on Instagram. But Billy Corbin's Twitter is probably my favorite Twitter. Really? I mean... Okay, I'm not on Twitter, so... Oh. Is it not yours? Like, Well, it would, I'm sure it would be if I was on Twitter. Yeah, no. Yeah. So, that's the local news for this week. That's my favorite. My favorite part of the whole thing is that, you know, again, because we're talking about petty people, that at one point they were saying that, like, you know, if... if if I, I forget the exact phrasing, but that they were looking into like you know not approving the the budget or whatever and this that and the other for the police, you know because of what happened and they have to look into it. And I'm like, oh, so you're defunding the police? I thought that's what communists did. Hmm. Right. Interesting. Just terrible. Just terrible people. Terrible, terrible people. Yeah, I can't deal so. with it. Anyways, this has made me very thirsty. Of course it has, because we've been talking about Miami politics. Oh. <laughs> That's enough to give anybody a bunch of, you know, just thirst. So, so do you want to go first? Do no. you want me to go first? Okay, go first. I will go first. So I'm actually in a kind of sort of following your footsteps of last week. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm giving a soda to someone, but I don't know her name. Okay. But here's the story. So today, Fake Friday... Um, I went with Jose to, to a doctor's appointment, whatever. And we're coming out of the building and there's this lady in front of us and, you know, whatever. We're, Jose and I are talking and she's in front of us and whatever. And so she gets to her car, da la casualidad, that she's parked right next to us. Like, literally, like, right next to us. And, you know, whatever. She gets in. She opens her car door. And then I see that she, like, leans forward, right? Like, she's going to tell us something. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, did she hit Jose's car? You know, like, because the door was very close to, you know, his car and this, that, or whatever. And she just looks over. And she's like, I'm sorry, but I've been listening to you for like the last, you know, the last couple minutes as we're walking here. She's like, are you from Pero Let Me Tell You? You had a Pero Let Me Tell You moment? Yes, I had a Pero Let Me Tell You moment. So, you know, she was like, I knew that your voice sounded familiar and, and whatever. She was very lovely. But, you know, it just kind of made my day, right? Because, you know, again, when you're doing something like a podcast, it's not like people are going to recognize you in the street, you know, like facially anyway, right? So, I don't know. I just felt like it's a little self-serving, this last soda, but it's just one of those moments that like... It, 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 yeah. And she was like, oh my God, yeah, I love you guys. I can't wait to listen to you tomorrow. So, you know what? I, I don't know your name, ma'am, but thank you. It, it really it really brightened uh, brightened my day, and, and I really do appreciate it. And I appreciate all of our listeners. So, you know, moral of the story is, she even said it. She's like, at first I was like, I don't know if I want to say anything or what have you. And I was like, no, yeah. I mean, if, listen, if y'all see us in the street, feel free to say hi. But um, at that know. moment, you were the man with the golden voice. It was well, I don't know about all that, but but yeah, but um, so, so I'm giving it to the uh, to the lady in the parking lot at Baptist who recognized That's my nice. voice. That's nice. Those are nice moments. Yeah, you know that. Um, as you were saying that, I was kind of scrolling here, and there's a this is gonna set you off. There's a Pero por qué hace esto, a, uh, a, 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 a Clickbait, I guess it is. Christy Teigen says she had surgery to remove fat from her cheeks. <laughs> I only bring it up because I know you don't like her. Was that part of her rehabilitation, you know, to stop being a troll? I don't care for... I, I've i never cared for her, and you know that's true. No, 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 I know. 
I've always seen I've always seen past that little facade of hers. Hey, I mean, no me she did not trick me. Well, eso fue como yo sí que se la vi. Yes, ¿qué pasa? Yo sé cuando viene Milagros. She's like, se la vi. Se la vi. Yo sí que se la vi. That's me and this chick. What is it? Yo sí se la vi. El olor a rata que tenía. Yo estaré vieja, pero tengo el olfato. Adela. Yeah, I'm not a fan of hers. I'm not. I don't know if this is true or not, but... I, I just, she, and I, I generally don't like to say things up, like these type is of this things. Your, is this your gasless soda? No, <laughs> I, I generally don't like to say these type of things about oh, celebrities. because we don't know them. Because at the end of the day, yeah, we don't know celebrities. Like, right. we think we know them, but All we right. don't. Yeah. She doesn't seem to me like a genuine person. Maybe she is, but she doesn't seem to me like a genuine person. I feel, to me, she seems like everything about her is extremely calculated. Um, yeah, I, I, well, I've, I've been saying that for years. Which is true of a lot of celebrities. I mean, it's not... Well, only... everybody has an image. Yeah, but I just... I don't know. I'm not a not a fan. But, you know, hopefully maybe she is a wonderful person. So, I'm giving my last soda to Eminem. The candy or the rapper? The rapper. Okay. <laughs> Although I love the candy. Yes, we do. So, as we were talking earlier, he opened up Mom's Spaghetti. Yes. In uh, Detroit, which yep. I in, love Detroit. In the new downtown area. Yes. Which has really had a, a yes. resurgence. Downtown Detroit. Downtown it, da- Detroit. Is I was no- there a couple years ago and it was beautiful. Yeah, downtown Detroit is beautiful. Like yeah. I've always said, like, can I be hired as a PR person? I've never done PR for Detroit because Detroit, Michigan gets this terrible rap, and that's yeah. not to say there aren't problems with Detroit. There are a lot of problems with yeah, Detroit, yeah. but downtown Detroit is actually it's gorgeous, and and they've been renovating it. It's gorgeous. They have, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and and you know that's like people never see that. They yeah. never talk about that, but whatever. Um, but he opened up this new restaurant called Mom's Spaghetti, and as you and I were talking, I think it's kind of funny because obviously that comes from Lose Yourself, his yep. song, when he says... Um, Vomit on his sweater, Mom's Spaghetti. Mom's Spaghetti, right? <laughs> but then I'm thinking like, okay, that's not a positive take on it. <laughs> right. And then also, Mom's Spaghetti, like his mom Debbie, like he went on a tirade for most yeah. of his career. Few <laughs> career about how much he hated his mom. When Eminem released the Marshall Mathers LP... Mm. Um, you know, when Slim Shady came out, yeah, he was yeah, like yeah. at the height. I went to see him in concert. Oh, you told the story. Yeah. And there was a moment that he and like his whole entourage, everybody on stage was like, fuck Debbie. And he wanted everybody in the audience to like stick their middle finger up and be like, <laughs> fuck Debbie. And I'm like, I don't feel comfortable to say <laughs> Fuck Debbie! Like I, I've I never heard Debbie's it. side of the story. Yes, like, I don't know Debbie. <laughs> Debbie that way. Mathers. Yeah. Like I, I don't feel comfortable <laughs> in this situation. So I'm not saying fuck Debbie. I think that's fair. Yes. So you know, good for him. I, I, Eminem is one of these people that like. I know he could be a jerk. And I know, but I think he's actually grown in the last couple of years. He has, and like I've always liked his music. Same, same. And you know, like, yeah, like I believe. Remember when he got all this shit for saying, you know, derogatory gay terms? Yes, I believe that when he kind of did that performance with Elton John. That was I think him, it was genuine. That was him attempting to grow. Yes, it was a different time. 
I think that now it would be this whole orchestrated PR movement. Right, but right. back then, why would he perform with Right, I think that back then he was probably like, you know, this is what people say. I understand it's wrong. Right. Um, and let's do this together to show that this is not who I am. Right. right. Um, so even that, like, but then again, there is also the song Kim. <laughs> you know that song? Oh, yeah. It is not about Lil' Kim. No. <laughs> no. You know... Uh, because that song is really bad. <laughs> the song Kim. It's the last song on the Marshall, Marshall Mathers LP. It's really bad, but... Pero mira para que tú veas. He, uh, I mean, as, as bad as he is, he also, because apparently Kim had a daughter from a previous relationship, uh-huh. and he adopted her too. Yeah, so, I mean, I mean you know, like, he's not... Like, how bad of a person can you be, right? If you're like, well... I'm going to adopt I mean, how much, how much of it is it art? How much of, of it is it, you know... Storytelling persona, persona, you know, probably all of the above. Yeah. Um, but I've always, I've always liked him. I know he's a controversial figure, but I've always believed that, and I could be very wrong, especially in his heyday. I really think that he didn't give a fuck, and I really think that whatever yeah. he did was because that is what he felt at the time. Yeah, and I agree. I agree, including whatever apologies or. Retributions or so right, you right, could say right. he had. Um, I thought he was genuine-ish. Well, there was also it was also a time before social media, which I think yeah. there, there's something to be said for that because now you aren't orchestrating your own personal photo ops. Yeah, I, you know what I never cared for. I never cared for uh, the uh, Kid Rock. Eh. I never cared for him for Kid Rock. You were not done with a ball with a ball? No, I wasn't. I was never a fan. <laughs> I was never a fan of his. And now he's tremendo. Yeah, no, no. He's, yeah. He plays the, the trompeta. He's... <laughs> I never cared for him. But but Eminem, yeah, and I don't know. I like the whole 8 Mile Detroit story. So good for him. Here, here he gets a, a last soda so he could you know share it at his restaurant. He could serve it at Mom's Spaghetti. At Mom's Spaghetti in Detroit, Michigan. Yes, sir. So, so that brings us to the end of episode 176. Yes. Wow, that was fast. That was. We should end it with um, our rendition of I Will Always Love You. <laughs> no one wants to hear that. Ever. <laughs> Ever. You know? You know, I just thought about, I don't know why, to share with our listeners. When I was at FIU that I took, I took like three theater classes that we had to do like a monologue. (laughs) And we had to do our monologue based on like poetry or like a pat, like a a written, written verse. Right. Of a book. And I get up there. Oh, uh, you've heard this before. I feel like I must. I get up there, you know, black stage. Right. right. Everybody's being like very somber, yes. very theater, very black box. And I'm like, I heard from a friend today. Oh God, yes, I do know this story. I heard from a friend today, and it said you were in town. And I have to tell you that suddenly, suddenly, all the memories came back to me in my mind. <laughs> And I asked myself, <laughs> and time, and time, I said that I will never fall in love with you again. <laughs> and I could see 
the, the people being like, where do I know that from? Like, that was the first song I ever made out to, and it was at your birthday party in well, your parents' house. It's going to be, you know, 50 years <laughs> next week. Um, and I remember everybody being like, okay, we know this from somewhere. Like, yeah, they're like trying to figure it out. Okay, they're we like, know this from they're somewhere. Like, and they're trying like to make a beat. Yeah. It's like, okay, yeah. where's this from? And I'm, you know, yep. Janet Jackson again. Again. I remember my professor was very impressed. As it's be. pretty good, right? It is. It's a preta. It's a preta. Like, it's a preta yeah. I think I give it a life of its own. Well, of course. That's called the, the performer's interpretation. Of course. So <laughs> with that said... We hope we'll leave you with that little nugget we'll of joy because there's after that we got nothing else. <laughs> we hope you listened, laughed, and learned. And as always, remember to grab your croqueta, your pastelito, and your cafecito. Yes, and sir. thank you for joining us, everybody. Episode one seventy six, mi gente. Cuídense. Bye. From a friend. Pero let me tell you is co-hosted by Darian Borges and Ismaeliano, produced by Ismaeliano, and our theme, Pero let me tell you freestyle, is composed by Michael Angelo Lomlaplex, the official gay guy. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.